All right. So I am so glad to be back with you here today on the podcast. And I want to talk about something that is very interesting. Today, we're going to be kind of removing the veil. We're going to be removing, you know, all of the fluff. Not that we ever are really about fluff here on this podcast. But today, I really want to talk about something real and talk about God quite quite frankly and quite honestly and why it is so it's not separate from your business I I really want to be very clear and bring clarity to who we are as an accounting team as your bookkeeping team and how we aim to move forward in this space and how we aim to move in this space and so I don't know where we're going this episode, to be completely honest. I have my notes, but who knows, honestly, where we're really going. So I hope that you come along for the ride. I hope you buckle up and sit tight because we are about to get into something. (laughs) Keep on listening. So yeah, so just jumping right in. No intro, no nothing. I First, let me say that I was wrong. I... Over the last couple of weeks, I have been coming into this revelation and it's really been, it's been clear, but I think it's also been unfolding in a way. When I first started Galatians Bookkeeping, when I started this firm in the beginning, the Lord told me, he said, I want you to tell people about the importance of tithing. And I said, okay, (laughs) you know, I was I was scared. I was like, okay, I don't really know how to tell people in the business world that they need to tithe. I mean, are they even going to get it? But nonetheless, my assignment is and was share with people about the importance of giving and tithing and being generous with their money. Because honestly, where do you hear that? In in any business industry, in any at any TED Talk, at any business expo or con, you know, seminar conference, whatever, where do you hear the, the, the keynote speaker saying, hey, by the way, make sure that you're generous with your earnings. Make sure that you're generous with your revenue. Make sure that you're generous with you know the profits that you receive uh, with the people that work with you or people who are, don't even have anything to do with the work that you're doing. Where do you hear that? And you know, I'm not bringing this up to say, oh, let, let me toot my own horn. No, because the word that I got was from God. The assignment that I got was from the Lord. And so it, it, when I, when I, you know, when God told me that it was, it was surprising. I said, okay, all right, well, all right. And, and I think it was just all the more scary because like I said, where do you hear people sharing that? Where do you hear people saying those things? You know, the entrepreneurial space is very saturated with worldly things and doctrines and honestly ungodly doctrines new age and meditation and yoga and all of these other things that for so long have received the glory for success in business and you know I can completely understand how and and why well not how but I can completely understand why God would say you know and not that I understand everything about God but I can understand why he would be upset like hey you know why are these things getting the glory over me and I'm talking as if I were God which I'm not but I completely understand it's like God is the one who gives us the ability to gain wealth which is in Deuteronomy 8 God is the one who rebukes the devourer for our sake and so anyway so long story short I mean 
as it was placed on my heart to really share this, I believe, burden that the Lord had, not a burden for him, but the burden that he placed on me, on my heart, it was scary. It's scary to enter into an entrepreneurial space where a lot of people are preaching about ungodly things and ungodly, you know, getting their wealth from ungodly sources and they're managing it in an ungodly way. Um, it can be scary to go against that and say, hey, like this is actually how you should do it. But at the same time, it's not scary. It's no, God has got my back. God is with me. God is protecting me. He's going before me. He has prepared the way for me. He is the way, the truth and the life. Like I said, when I first started it, it definitely took some time to really lean into everything that God wanted me to share and how he wanted me to share it and comfortable with sounding a little awkward. Like, hey, you should give 10% of your finances. And yeah, it is awkward, but it's so necessary. It's so necessary because when we're obedient to God, we're really, and I'll read scripture definitely in just a second. But when we are obedient to God, it is so, there's protection there. There's protection in us being obedient to God. It really is. We think that we're losing something, but we're gaining like five more things when we are obedient to God. And you know what? I'll I'll go ahead and, and read that scripture, which I always mention. And it's Malachi chapter three, verse nine, which says, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. So he's about to list off everything that he's going to do for you if you obey him. So here it is. He said, If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing, such blessing that there will not be enough room to receive it. Now, I want to pause here because, you know, at one point, the Lord, I was like, for some reason, I started to think to myself, Lord, you said you're going to open up the windows, plural, of heaven and pour out a blessing um, that there will not be enough room to receive it. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, what does that even look like? When is the last time that we've seen the windows of heaven being opened up and something being poured out? And the Lord reminded me, go back to Noah and the ark. That was the last time in scripture where God opened up the windows, plural, of heaven. And I'm actually, I'm gonna go back to it in just a second. But that was the last time that we saw God open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing so great that we had we couldn't even take it all in. Now, if you're familiar with the story of Noah and the ark and and Noah and the flood, the entire earth flooded. Like what are we even talking about? Like that's how much God wants to bless me? That's how much God wants to bless you just by being obedient and giving 10%. Like it just it the, the trade-off is absolutely invaluable like so god you if i give 10 percent of the earnings that you already gave me i didn't get it by my own strength but just by being obedient and giving 10 percent, you're going to open up the windows plural of heaven and pour out a blessing that's equivalent to the flood of noah like what are we even talking about furthermore he says 
he will rebuke the devourer for our sakes. So that's number two. So you're already, you're already at an advantage. Like you're already at an advantage. Like, do you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying this to you, but I'm also saying this to myself as well. And like, just in the revelation, like trying to get the revelation again. Like, do you know how many businesses close? Do you know how many businesses have such struggle and strife and can't get ahead no matter how hard they try? Like businesses are closing left and right every single day. Yet God says by that if we are obedient to him, that he will rebuke the devourer for our sakes. And also, you know how easy it is for a business to fail, even if it's at a million, a million dollar status. I've seen it personally. I've seen it personally. I've witnessed it. A, a company that was doing multi-million dollars in a year and everything crumbled everything contracts dried up contracts stopped people quitting uh people with invoices overdue like just all the things i have seen it yet the lord says i will rebuke the devourers i will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground okay that's number two number three nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field what like again you know how many businesses start and never take off or go anywhere you know how many people plant seeds and no fruit no crop is harvested like it's 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 not an everyday occurrence that businesses thrive so i think we have to get out of this mindset where because we see everybody online oh yeah i made a thousand dollars in 30 seconds i made a million dollars in a month and while that's great understand that it's not normal for everybody and if you are privileged to to know that your business is actually making money, understand that it's a privilege. Understand that it's likely the hand of God that's giving you grace to today to repent and turn turn to him so that he can guide you, so that he can, you know, open up the windows of heaven for you, so that he can pour out a blessing for you, so that he can rebuke the devourer for your sake. So that was number three. Nor shall the vine nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. The fourth thing he says is, and all the nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land. Like y'all. And this all comes from in the beginning. He says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse. That's it. That's all we have to do. I just have to bring the tithes into the storehouse, which is 10% of the earnings that my business generates. And you'll bless my business. Like what? What? And so I say all this to say, like, I have done it before, y'all. I don't know. Maybe this will be a, just a testimony podcast. But I have done it before. I've tried it before. I've tried to evade God's command where, you know, as a business owner, I was not giving my tithes. Granted, I didn't know at the time. I wasn't even saved at the time. But I could see how not giving tithes that simple thing, along with, I'm sure, some other things, really had an impact on the livelihood of my business. That business is not standing today, okay? It's just not. Uh, that business didn't stand, I don't even think that business stood for a year, nor did the business after it, nor did the business after that. I've started several businesses before, and I don't say that to brag, but I'm I'm saying that because that's data, right? I always talk about how data informs your reporting, and your reporting informs your strategy. Well, there was no, the, the data point is, I was not giving 
anything in tithes. Therefore, as it says in verse nine, Malachi three, verse nine, you are cursed with a curse for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. And so I could see how that was played out, that I did not have an overflow of 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 God's blessing in my life uh, or in my business. I did not have uh, the devourer rebu- rebuked for my sake. Uh, my My vine failed to bear fruit. Okay. And all the nations did not call me blessed. So I could see by me not being obedient to what God asked me to do, I could clearly see that, oh man, this isn't working out. This is not working out. Um, And so I don't want that for you, whether you're saved, whether you're not saved, whether you believe in Jesus Christ or you don't believe in Jesus Christ. Let me, let my story hopefully spark a light in you to say, hey, this is this isn't working. And and when you find out that, you know, by going your own way, that business isn't working, you'll you'll probably also notice that other things in your life probably aren't working as well within your personal life, right? All because we're not submitted to Jesus. And the reason why again, I just wanted to bring these things up is because who I am as a Christian, as a believer in Jesus Christ, I can't be different in my personal life versus my my professional life. Who I am as a person, it comes with me in my business. Who I am as a Christian, it comes with me as a, as a business person, as a businesswoman and and that is my ministry. And so who I, I don't know whoever is thinking that oh well you shouldn't mix business and religion. Nah. Like that's not what we doing over here. <laughs> we going to talk about God. Okay? So don't ask me if you don't want to hear about God, don't ask about me cuz I'm going to mention God as the meme says, I'm going to talk about God. Okay. Um, and so I think that's it. I think that's it. I just, I wanted to have a real talk and have somewhat of a heart to heart about y'all. Let's just go ahead and do it. Let's just do the, let's just do the thing. Right. And I've explained it before, you know, people talk about, oh, well, do you give from your business and from your, your, your personal account? Yes. Yes. Why? Because as business owners, as business people, we do so much work to separate our business from ourselves, right? So you have the business entity, which is separate from yourself, right? And so you do that to protect yourself legally and all these other things. And so your business is set up as a separate entity from you. So when you go and you register for your tax ID and you get your business license and you do all of these things, what you're doing is you're telling the government, hey, this business can be seen as a person, although it's not, right? But an entity, if you think about just what the definition of an entity is, it's a thing. It's something that has uh, maybe energy or force behind it, right? It may not, you might not be able to see it, but it has something behind it. And that something is you, yes, but the entity itself needs to be able to stand on its own, so to speak, right? And so if that entity is is separate from you, why would it not tithe, right? If that entity is connected to you, why would it, why would it not be a Christian entity? Why would it not be a Christian business? And so if it is a Christian business, why is it not tithing, right? And if it is a Christian entity and it's not tithing, then by definition of what's said here in Malachi 3 verse 9, it is cursed. And so all of these, all it all goes together. 
on maybe this is why you're not seeing the business growth that you're desiring. And I say it time and time again, it doesn't matter how many strategies I give you. It doesn't matter how much I tell you how to organize your finances and do this or do that. If you're not like, I'm no, I'm a worm compared to the Lord. Okay. I can't like, no, no, there's no amount of strategy or organization in the world that can save you from a curse that was sent by God for not obeying his word. Okay. And it's not my word. I didn't write it. So it's God's word. Malachi chapter three, verse nine. Um, And so as we're closing out the year, I just want to really lay and press in on this um, in hopes that you really implement it in your business, starting to take 10% at minimum, because this says actually tithes and offerings. So tithes represent a tenth, right? 10%. Offering is what you give above and beyond that. So you could technically do more than 10%, right? And when you're doing that, you know, you don't want to be doing it begrudgingly. You don't want to say, oh, let me go ahead and give this. No, no, it was never yours to begin with. You didn't get that client. You didn't get that contract. You didn't get, you know, all of those things, all of the, all of the blessing. You didn't, you didn't make that happen. It wasn't your hand that did it. So let me actually go back to Deuteronomy chapter eight, which talks about remembering the Lord. So it says, beware that you do not forget the Lord, your God, by keep, by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. And then if you skip down to verse 17, it says, then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. Verse 18 says, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Then it shall be if you by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them. I testify against you this day. You shall surely perish. So I want to leave all of that with you just to really ruminate on it and think about it and marinate on it. And, um, yeah, I I hope that it leads you to the Lord. I hope it leads you to open up your Bible or your Bible app and really spend time in these scriptures that I mentioned today. And, um, I hope that it blesses you and your business and that, you know, you are able to see the hand of God in your business and your life and that he is able to use you for his glory and his purpose. So until next time, I'll talk to you later. Before we close out on this episode, I want to give the opportunity for anyone who has just really been, um, I want to give the opportunity for anyone who has really just felt convicted during this episode to number one, repent and confess. Um, and it's, it's very simple. There's really no need to feel shame or condemned. The word says that um, there is no condemnation for those who live in Christ Jesus. And so if you felt convicted about, you know, not tithing or maybe not being obedient to other areas of your life or in your business um, that is in alignment with God, hey, it is completely okay to just simply say, Lord, I'm so sorry. I don't want to do that anymore. And I ask that you would help me to not do that anymore. And I really want to turn, I want to make this decision today to turn from the ways of disobedience and to follow you 
God, please give me the courage. Please give me the strength. Please give me the wisdom, the discipline, the stamina to turn away from the things that do not please you in Jesus name. Um, so saying a simple prayer like that, you can say that verbatim. You can completely take it from me. I won't be mad um, so that you can be in right standing with God. Secondly, if you were listening to this episode and you felt convicted in a much stronger way to um, give your life to Jesus Christ, I want to give you the opportunity to do that as well. Um, and so it you know, comes through a simple, simple prayer just to give you a quick testimony of my story. I gave my life to Jesus Christ in my bed um, in the very, very dark where Jesus met me in the lowest place of my life. And it wasn't a prayer at all. I, I, I felt the Holy Spirit come in and say, do you follow me? And I said, yes. And that was it. <laughs> and so if that is you today and you know that Jesus Christ has been, um, you know, pruning your heart and, and kind of tugging at your heart and you feel like you might have questions and you might have things that you want to understand, there is no harm in exploring and asking questions and just sitting at the feet of Jesus and asking questions and being curious about who this Jesus is, what he has to offer that is so different from the world because it is completely different from the world. And so I want to give you that opportunity today um, to do that. And so if, you, if you're needing and wanting a prayer to pray, um, you know, perhaps something like, um, you know, Jesus, Heavenly Father, creator of all things, um, I am a sinner. I have done wrong and I may not know everything that I've done wrong, but I know that something isn't right in my life. And I know that, you know, I've been hearing about you. I've been feeling like something is um, tugging at my heart and I want to know more about you and I want to, um, you know, follow you. I want to follow you and, and uh, be guided in your footsteps. Um, please forgive me. And from this day forward, I declare that I am following you and I, you know, I want to trust that you uh, will help me and that you will lead me and that you will guide me along the paths that I need to be on. Um, I accept you into my heart. I believe that you came down to earth that you lived in a human body, that you died um, for my sins so that I can have this opportunity right now to uh, rededicate my life to you. Um, and, you know, I believe that you lived, that you died and you rose again from the grave. And even if I don't understand everything about this right now, God, I ask that you would give me the wisdom, give me the strength and I earnestly want to follow you. And I believe that you are Jesus, that you are Lord and I want to follow you in Jesus name. All right. So I know this is like a second closing, but I wanted to give that opportunity for anyone who was feeling that tug on their heart really to just kind of have some words to put to um, the feeling that you're feeling and give you the space and give you the opportunity um, to to really commit and, and, and take that moment with Jesus. And what I would challenge you to do, um, whether you were in the first category or in the second category, after this podcast, I would really encourage you to just pause, pause the next episode. Don't listen to the next episode, but really just pause and let the silence just sit there. Let the silence fill the room or the car that you're in or fill the space that you're in. Um, just let there be silence and let God speak to you after this episode. I really hope that this blessed you in more ways than one today. And um, I will talk to you later, God willing.